Absolutely wonderful, amazing, so needed. And I just want to say I appreciate your obedience. Are you trying to figure out life, goals, God, and everything in between? Well, guess what? You're not the only one. My name's Michelle Nicole, and I'm the founder of God Distracted. And on this podcast, we're going to talk about how you can minimize your distractions and get more God Distracted. Let's talk about the areas of business, life, love, God, and how they all intertwine to make us who we are. So if this is something you're interested in, make sure to tune in. Talk to you soon. Hi guys, how is everyone? So it's been probably a couple weeks since I made an episode and um, it's weird because I haven't quite got on a schedule yet because to be honest, I'm still trying to figure out how do I create this podcast with everything I want to talk about, right? So I do, I'm trying to figure out, do I keep God distracted strictly focused on my walk with God and everything I'm going through and my growth with God and how he's maturing me and showing me things and keep it strictly on that? Or do I figure out ways to incorporate other aspects of me in it, right? So I'm trying to figure out how do I create aspects of me when I want to talk about how people can successfully grow and strategically um, and uh, excuse me, successfully and strategically um, grow their nonprofits because I do have a gifting in that area to help people in those areas. How do I talk about my upcoming wedding? You know, I got engaged, guys. I think I talked about that in the last podcast, but I got engaged. So how do I talk about that? How do I just talk about things that I deal with on a daily basis, relationship, family, friendship? Like, how do I incorporate all of that in and make it cohesive? And so I'm just trying to figure all that out. So um, for now, I'm going to keep talking about what God has placed on my heart. And usually that is my walk with God and places that he has me at. Because I'm learning that the more we share, the more that we talk about our walk with God and our testimonies and what we're dealing with, it helps others that are dealing with those same things. You know, we're never in this alone, especially in the body of Christ. And the other day... I was, um, I posted on Facebook because I had seen a couple people talk about how they felt a shift in the atmosphere, a shift in things. And it was crazy because I was feeling the same thing. And to me, um, usually when we are one as a body of Christ, um, as God's children, if you are Christian, we feel things and when something happens and all of us are feeling this at the same time that definitely is a shift there definitely is something going on in the atmosphere that we are feeling that we are being affected by so i started to pray about it and i said okay god what is this because i'm seeing this a lot people i don't know people on other sides of the country everywhere while i'm watching them on instagram youtube whoever it is i'm feeling this they're feeling this also And if this shift is happening, there's a reason that you're shifting us in this direction. So tell me more. Talk to me more, God. What are we supposed to be doing as a body of Christ in this shift? And God had clearly said to me, this is more than a shift. This is an activation. I'm activating my children now to be able to prepare for things that are coming. So 
that activation he was saying, literally like activation button push activated is for us to start to understand that we need to start walking in the gifting God has called us to walk in. Now is the time to do that because whoever it is you're supposed to meet has to start walking in there. So whoever it is that you're supposed to usher in or whatever movement you're supposed to cause by walking in your calling, whatever it is you're supposed to do by walking in your calling, your purpose that God ordains in you, you need to start doing that now. We need to start connecting with God. We need to start reading his word, connecting with our brothers and sisters and really starting to walk in what God activated in us to do. And it's more than just me. I feel it as me, but I feel God saying, no, this is all over. That shift happened. It happened immediately because we felt it. Therefore, we need to start walking in that. And I say that to say when that word was given to me, I'm not going to act like I was like, okay, let's go, God. Because I literally was like, okay, well, what do you want me to do? You know, like I, I feel like there's a difference between a gifting and your purpose that God called you to be, right? Some of us, it can be one. You know what I mean? Some of us, it can be in one. But some of us, we have to try to discern what is the difference between one and the other. You know what I mean? My gifting may be able to help nonprofits, to help people succeed, to talk life into people in that area. But my calling for God may be reaching whoever I need to reach, and it may not be through that arena. And so I'm asking God more to show me that. Show me what it is that you want me to do that you ordained in me and that you purposed me to be. Who is it that you want me to reach? And how is that? And if they're both intertwined, thank you, God. Give me the strength for me to do that, right? Um, Part of me feels that with my nonprofit side, this gifting in me is so that I can help others reach who they're supposed to help through those organizations, right? So let me empower you and give you the right tool so that if you're trying to help homeless population, now I, through the gifts that God gave me, am able to help you. And now you can help that population. Does that mean that that's going to be the same purpose God has me as far as who I'm supposed to reach in the body of Christ? I don't know. You know, so that's kind of what I'm struggling with. That's kind of what I'm praying about because if God says, yes, they're both intertwined, no matter what the overflow is going to reach at all. I want you to do that. I gave you that gifting, but guess what? I also purposed you to go out and preach, go out and teach, go out and evangelize. You know, what are those gifts that the, um, that the Bible talks about that God has given us? And so that's what I'm trying to really um, discern in this season of my life. Um, sometimes I thought it was something else and I'm like, well, this isn't manifesting in this way. So maybe this isn't where God's purpose me to be, or maybe that purpose may have been, you know what, at this stage in your life, yes, I wanted you to speak to this young lady. I wanted you to focus on youth, but guess what? You have since matured and I'm taking you and I'm elevating you higher. So your platform is going to be higher. So I really say all that to say, as I continuously guys, as you know, digress into other things all the time. Um, I say all that to say that you have to keep on pressing on. Um, even when you feel like you are in a state of unknown, like, I don't know where God's going to take me. I can say this year has literally changed a lot in my life. I'm in a new job. I'm engaged. Um, when I get married, I'm going to become a stepmother. My, um, soon to be stepdaughter stay with us this summer. So I was in a different 
aspect of understanding how that role works. So things can change, you know, and as those transitions happen, I just want to be able to let you know that if you're dealing with these transitions and you're in a state of unknown and you're in a state of trying to press into God and say, okay, God, what is that you want me to do? If you're going to activate me further, give me clear directions. Let me know where you want to take me so that that person who I'm supposed to reach isn't suffering, waiting for me to get to them. That may be quite drastic, but you know what I'm saying? That person isn't dying of thirst because you gave me the water to feed into them. Help me to understand who it is you want me to pour into. Father, continue to pour into me so that I can pour into others. I say that prayer all the time. Father, pour into me so that I can pour into others. Help me to know, though, and give me discernment that I'm pouring into who you assigned me to pour into. And I'm not just pouring what you gave me on um, the wrong ground. You know what I mean? I'm not just pouring it on desert ground when you're saying, no, no, no. You pour into this person. You pour into this area. You pour into this aspect of things. And I already ordained and purposed someone else to pour into that area. And so this is what I'm dealing with. Um, let me know if you guys are as well. Like you can leave voice messages. I found out you can leave comments. Let me know. Or if you have been in this season, what helped you to, to get discernment and clarity on where God wanted you to go? Um, I have been reading more in my word and the verse that I want to talk about that's helping me right now. And it's, you know, it has a lot of different aspects to it, a lot of different meanings to it, but it's in Philippians and I love Philippians. I just love this chapter of the Bible. I mean this, I'm sorry. I love Philippians and the chapters in Philippians because it has so many revelatory, um, what am I trying to say? Revelatory things. You know, there's a lot of things in there that God uses to help me when I'm going through a lot of different things. Um, Because I've read this verse before and what it didn't mean the same at that time, you know, but it helped me get through what I went through at that season and now it's helping me get through this season. And so this verse is a well-known verse, but it is Philippians 12 through 13. And it says, now that I have, ar- not that I have already obtained all of this or have already arrived at my goal, but I press on to take hold for that which Jesus Christ took hold of me. For that which Jesus Christ took hold of me. Brothers and sisters, I do not consider myself yet to have taken hold of it. But one thing I do, forgetting what is behind and straining towards what is ahead, I press on towards the goal to win the prize for which God has called me heavenward in Jesus Christ. And so I read that because I was reading my aunt. She wrote an amazing book called um, Take Time for God and it's devotional. And in it, the devotional, she um, mentioned Philippians 3.13, which is really great because before I even opened the devotional, I had wrote um, in my journal, when I'm doing my devotionals, I keep a journal because God um, talks to me a lot through writing. And so I had wrote in my journal to just keep pushing through, keep pushing through, keep pushing through, because when you feel discouraged because you feel like you're in a state of unknowing, that can get discouraging because you're just like, God, I don't know what you want me to do. I know that you have purposed me to do something, but I don't know what it is. So now I'm frustrated because I feel like I'm not doing it. I'm not walking to where you want me to walk. I'm not meeting who you want me to meet. I'm not helping who you want me to help. I just feel lost, right? 
And um, God just put on my heart, keep pressing through. And then I opened the devotional and it leads me to this that talks about pressing on. And not just pressing on, it also talks about forgetting what is behind you. So therefore, I take that as don't even worry about what's behind you. Don't worry about what's around you. You focus on this goal and you keep pressing on. And I am the goal. You may not know what I purpose you to do yet, or you just have not seen it yet because you have to focus more on me. Whatever that is, you keep pressing on. You keep reading your Bible even when you don't know what you're supposed to be reading about. You keep reading your Bible and doing your devotionals even when you don't know where I'm about to take you tomorrow. You keep reading your word. You keep praising me. You keep praying. You keep doing all this because that's faith. You know what I mean? That's faith. Was it Peter? Jesus said, walk on the water. And he took the first steps and stopped. You know what I mean? Literally, this is us walking on water, focused on Jesus, not stopping, not ready to drown, not getting scared, but keep doing it. And when I was praying this morning, I kept hearing God say that what you want to know is on the other side of your fear, that heaviness you're feeling, all of that. You keep pressing through that because that's just fear. So you make those steps and what you want to know and who you're trying to reach and where I'm going to take you is on the other side of that. You just have to trust me that I am greater than the fear that's keeping you bound. And so I just wanted to share that with you guys to know that if you are in this season, you are not alone. I'm pressing on with you. I'm pushing through with you. I am praying with you and for you. And we are going to get through this. And as God continues to activate us and continues to grow us from glory to glory, and he continues to mature us and discipline us and create in us a new obedience toward him and a new calling, um, not calling, a new um, reverence for him, a new praise in us for him. And he continues to mold us in our calling because he's already placed that in us before we were even here on earth. Um, We're going to start to see who God is in different ways. He's going to start to reveal to us who I am and who I am in you and where I want you to go. So just continue to press on, continue to, to even when it gets hard, keep pushing through. Keep pushing through because the enemy is going to try to keep you bound. So you have to keep pushing through because he knows already once you are done and once you press through and once you're able to get moving and just, I just see it kind of like, oh, that's all I needed to do. Boom, I'm done. And now you flying. You know what I mean? You flying across that lake. You flying across that ocean right towards Jesus. And he's trying to keep you bound from doing that because Greater is he that is within us than he that is of that world, right? Of the world. And so once he sees that we're going to start to understand that what God placed in us and who he is in us is greater than the fear that's keeping us bound, it's a done deal. So this is why you have to keep pushing through. And this is why you have to understand when God's starting to activate and shift the atmosphere that we have to shift with it because we are one body of Christ. And the more that we shift with it, the more that we flow with it, the more that we continue to connect with that, the more that we are able as one body to literally be united against the arrows or the enemies throwing at us right now. And so I wanted to say that um, I'm sorry if it sounds all over the place. I'm just saying what's on my mind right now. But I love you all so much. And I just want to pray for you guys. I just want to thank you, Lord. I want to thank you for 
anyone listening right now that is in a state of uncertainty, Father, anyone that is where I am right now, where we're asking God, if you're activating us, Father, give us a discernment and clarity to where you want us to go, Father. I pray that you continue to mold us, Father, that you continue to help us grow, Father, that you continue to lead us, Father, that when we feel like we are lost, Father, that you said you will never leave us or forsake us that we continue to remind ourselves that it is greater that is you that is within us than anything of the world. And fear will not win, Father, that we will not stay bound to fear, and that we know that what you have for us is on the other side of just the one step. And I thank you right now for that, Father. I thank you for the word you have given me. I thank you for allowing me to be a vessel to reach out to others. And I continue to ask for your grace, your mercy, your forgiveness. And we love you and we thank you in Jesus Christ's name. Amen. Thank you, Father. Thank you, thank you, thank you. And thank you guys for listening. Please let me know um, what you think of this. Let me know if you're going through this. We can pray. We can pray together. You know, we want to stay strong in our walks with Christ. We want to stay strong in that. And so um, I just love you guys. And thank you for your support as I continue to navigate this podcast and what I'm going to do in this. And um I'll talk to you next time. Thank you. Hi, guys. Hi, guys. Hi. Um, welcome to the end of 2020. I am recording this. It is literally, uh, I think, three or four days before we enter into 2021, which is crazy at the same time. Um, I'm just grateful for everyone listening, you know, thankful that we have made it through this crazy year through a pandemic through everything that was thrown at us through all the racial tension through everything so let's just thank god that we are here right and that he has continuously kept us so i know it's been a while since i have even done a podcast and you know we've just been dealing with everything as well you know i thank god that he has kept my family as we um most of us, well, a good majority of my immediate family had struggled and we had got COVID, but God was great. He got us through it. We're all safe. We're all healthy. We're all negative and we're all recovering and doing great. But um, today I wanted to talk about what we're taking into 2021. And I know every year people say, hey, what's your word for the year? And so 2020 has revealed to me a lot of what I struggled with as far as fear and imposter syndrome. And so this, um, around this time is usually when I go through and say, okay, what am I going to do? What am I going to take into next year? What lessons have I learned? And that's what I wanted to talk about really fast with everyone. Um, so this year, like I said, I had struggled a lot with really trying to figure out why am I not fully walking in the divine purpose God laid out for me, right? What is it that was keeping me from that? Why am I struggling when it comes to fear and anxiety as far as really doing what I'm supposed to do, not just in my professional life, but also in my um, professional business? So for those of you that don't know, I have been working in nonprofit for about, I would say over 10 or so years. And I know that one of the gifts God has given me is to really help nonprofits grow. And so a little story behind that and how I figured this out or how God revealed it to me when I was probably in my 20s, 
I have a birthday in December. My birthday was December 14th. I turned 40. And usually I hate having December birthdays, right? It's cold. You have snow, ice. It just doesn't work out. Well, in my 20s, late 20s, I decided that I was going to throw a birthday party. And in that party, it was going to be like a summertime in December. And so I had got like Jamaican food catered and I had got, um, what are they called? Lays that you put on the flower necklaces. And I just made everything summertime themed. Well, during that time, I lived in a neighborhood and there was a bakery that made amazing cupcakes. They were so good. And I was like, I don't like cake. I'm gonna get these cupcakes, y'all. And so the cupcakes were individually wrapped in boxes. So I went to pick them up to get ready for my party preparation. And remember, it's December, so it's cold. And so I was waiting across the street and this lady came up with her two little girls. And I said, well, here, here, take some cupcakes. You know, like, why not? They were really cute little girls. And they were so thankful. I just vividly remember these little girls being extremely thankful for these cupcakes. And the mom just kept saying, thank you so much. Thank you so much. And in my head, I'm just thinking like, these are just cupcakes. Like, you're welcome. Like, not a big deal. Well, as we started to talk, the mom told me that um, they lived in a shelter. And so her and her daughters lived in a women's shelter. And they don't really have access. They weren't really getting a lot of gifts that year. And I think I was probably like 27 around that time. Anyway, they weren't getting a lot of gifts that year. And so anything that they get, they were extremely thankful for. And she was just thankful that I had the heart to give it. Now, me, I always say, like, God's always behind things, like, or in front, wherever. God's always involved. He be knowing he's always there. And so that kind of altered my view of things and changed the trajectory of what I wanted my career path to be. Because in my head, I kept saying, like, what was so nothing for me to give these little girls these cupcakes to them it was the world at that time you know and so it made me think about how we need to be more grateful for the little things that we take for granted but it also made me say you know what i'm gonna start a nonprofit because i don't want any other little girls or mothers having to go through this so we're going to do and what i forgot to mention is when they had ran past and they went to the other bus stop and I kept walking, they didn't have on socks and it was freezing out. So now, you know, I'm thinking like, all oh, these babies need socks and, you know, the whole gamut of everything. And so I said, okay, God, I'm gonna start a nonprofit and I'm gonna start this and I'm gonna make sure that my mission is to make sure that these little girls are taken care of and, you know, whoever they may be and so on and so on. So I went to graduate school and I got a degree in nonprofit management and organizational leadership. And so in my head, I'm like, we're going to do this. And during my time in grad school, I had the chance to um, complete a dual degree. And so I graduated with an MBA in a MS, which is a master's of science in leadership and nonprofit. Well, as I was going through grad school and working in nonprofits, I was like, yeah, no, I don't want to start this. <laughs> like, I don't want to be the executive director. I don't want to start this. But what I do want to do or what I would like to do is to teach those people in those positions how to run a successful organization. What do you need to run successful organizations so that you can make the impact you need to make, right? And so 
I literally started consulting and started working with people on fundraising plans. And at the time I'm working in nonprofit. So I'm working in every single position outside of an executive director. So I'm absorbing all this information. And I would say, and I would pray, God, please plant seeds in me so I can plant seeds in others, plant seeds in me so I can plant seeds in others. And so while I'm doing this, I am consulting people and helping people and I'm getting annoyed, right? Cause I'm like, God, what's going on? Like, I'm not seeing, um, I'm not seeing the growth. I'm not seeing products of what you're giving me. And I just want to help people. That's all I want to do. Right. So I know plenty of you may be able to understand being aggravated and not understanding how your gifting is actually working. Right. But watch this. So, or listen to this since you can't watch me. <laughs> so as I am doing this, I um, am sitting across my cousin and she has an amazing nonprofit called Cultivating Resilient Youth. And her name's Nakia Ingram, Ingram and um, Kia, as we call her. And we are sensing at a tea shop, a coffee shop, I don't know, somewhere where we're meeting. And she literally said out of her mouth, you know, cousin, the seeds you're planting in me right now and the seeds you're giving me are really helping grow this organization. And so, you know, I had to like, I stopped and paused and said, okay, God, I got it. Like, he was like, listen, just because you may not see it doesn't mean it's not manifesting, doesn't mean that you're not, you're not being able to produce what I gifted you to produce. You know, faith comes from hearing, from understanding, not so much from sight. So I had to remove my thought that I'm going to see and I had to just continuously do. But as I continue to do and I continue to go and I continue to, to um, grow in that area, I also had to battle different things that the enemy would throw at me as to whether or not I was actually good enough to even do this, whether or not I actually knew what I was talking about, just things, you know what I mean? Thoughts. And, you know, it's always a battlefield of the mind. He always is going to work to kind of, to kind of tell us, no, nope, mm, yeah, whatever. You're not really doing that. Or you really think you're good enough to impact that organization? Or you really think you're this, you know? And so, one of the things I learned in 2020 is like I was really suffering from allowing those thoughts bec to become strongholds and strongholds in my mind to stop me from walking and moving ahead, right? And yeah, that's not happening no more, y'all. Because the one thing is I was praying about this and I was just praying like, God, you know, I I'm recognizing and I'm allowing these fear, this fear to stop me. I'm recognizing I'm allowing these these thoughts to stop me. What do I need to do to move forward? How, what do I need to do to get over this, right? And so there's two things that God had told me in that. One, he had told me, listen, if you understand and can trust that I know every head on your head, like every little minuscule little hair, I'm sorry, hair, not head, guys, every hair that is on your head, I know all of that. I created every aspect of who you are. You also have to trust that what I created for you is for you, and you just have to walk through it. Just walk in it, right? You just need to walk in it. Like if I created you, I know what to create that's going to allow you to fulfill the purpose that I put in you to impact the people that I need you to impact. And so I had to keep saying, thank you, God, you're right. So I had read a quote from Charles Stanley and it said that we cannot trust God and not trust God simultaneously. Meaning we can't walk in a, 
in this where we're saying, okay, God, I trust you in this area, but I don't trust you in this. If we trust that he is the God that created us, he is our father, he is a creation of everything, how can we not trust that what he has created for us, we can't walk in and be great in that? Because he's the one who has our back, right? He's the one that got us. He's the one guiding us. He's like, yo, I created this for you. This goal path, I created for you to walk on. So just start walking. You're standing there in fear of something that I created exactly for you. And so I had to literally say, thank you, God. And I meditate on that. Like God created me. He created this for me. I'm a walk in it. And I know that he's the one that's going to have my back. So if any of you are struggling with that, just know like, hey, if God created this for you, you just need to take that step and keep walking and keep walking and keep walking and do it afraid. I'm reading the book by Joyce Myers called Do It Afraid. And it's really, really great at being able to take biblically biblical principles and breaking it down for us so that we can understand how the enemy uses fear to stop us, right? And as I started to read that more, started to meditate more and talk to God more about it, it makes perfect sense. When we know that he comes to kill, steal, and destroy, that doesn't always mean physically. It means I'm going to kill those dreams, right? I'm going to destroy those confident, um, those, um, those thoughts that you have that give you confidence. I'm going to destroy that, right? I'm going to make sure that you don't walk in that purpose because from us walking and what God designed for us to do is really about impacting those other people. We are ambassadors of God. So when they start to see us and we're walking and we're impacting those organizations or we're impacting that youth or we're impacting whatever it is we're supposed to do, they're going to see God through us, which meaning they're going to start to come to him, right? And so he wants to destroy all of that. So whatever he can do to stop you in your tracks, he's going to try to do that. So you need to make sure that you are literally coming back at him with the word. So Isaiah 41.10 says, um, when I'm afraid, I will put my trust. I mean, I'm sorry. Isaiah 41.10 says that um, fear not for I am with you. That's God saying I'm with you. So no matter what, as you're walking down this road, who you know got your back, I do. So you're going to keep walking in that when you know that the person who got your back is a creation of everything. How are you going to fail with that? You know, trust in God. Um, Psalms 56.3 says, when I'm afraid, I will put my trust in you. Timothy 1.7 says, for God has not given us a spirit of fear, but of power, love, and a sound mind. So when you, when you start to see all of this, God lays it out. He knows that we're going to feel fear, but he also says, even though you're feeling this, still trust in me and walk in it. The feeling's not going to go away, but the trusting in me is going to make it easier for you just to do it afraid, just to push through. And that's what I've learned in 2020, to just feel that fear, push through. A great friend of mine, Kashira, used to always say, feel the fear and do it anyway, right? We're going to feel it, we're going to do it anyway, and we're going to push through, always. And so that was one of the things God had told me, like, hey, I created you, I created it, walk in it. Another thing that he told me, and this is for those of us that were really, I know there was a period of time with me where I was struggling with trying to figure out how to get a seat at the table, right? If I could just get a seat at this table, and we hear it all the time, you just need a seat at the table. And I was like, all right, I'm going to figure this out, y'all. I'm going to get a seat at this table. When I get a seat, I'm going to pull all my other brothers and sisters up here, right? Because usually as a Black woman, we are one of the only ones or the few. So if I can get a seat at this table, this is going to be great. And I couldn't figure out why. And I kept saying, God, 
why does this keep feeling uncomfortable to me? Like, I don't even like this. I don't want to be at this table. I keep fighting to get here and I'm here. I'm like, yeah, mm, I don't even like this. Like, this is not where I want to be at all. And so God has said, because that's not where you're supposed to be, right? He had literally showed me in a vision and really let me see, like, when you go to a restaurant, do you go sit at a stranger's table and ask them for their leftover scraps? No, you get your own. And if I am the God of everything, do you think I don't have a table laid out for you that you can eat exactly what you want, how you want it designed specifically for you and you alone? Boom, that goes right back to where he said, if you think that I created you, understand I created this path. So God has already created our tables. He's just waiting for us to sit at it. You sit at your own table. You eat what you want to eat because I know you like that. You don't even like the food they serve in and you're trying to force it down your mouth. Why would you do that when you can have your own table that I destined for you to have and eat what you want? And as you're eating, you're feeding other people because you're inviting the people that's supposed to be at your table to your table because it's destined for you and you alone. And so I just wanted to make sure that I shared that with you. Sometimes we have to take a step back out of whatever we're feeling, whether it's fear and anxiety, take a step back pause for a bit and say, okay, God, I'm listening now. Show me what you want to show me. Lead me where you want to lead me. And I'll walk where you tell me to walk because I know that you've already created it for me. So my words entering into 2021 is fear not. I am saying that as I enter 2021, I will no longer allow fear to stop me from walking in where God has created and divinely purposed me to walk. So I'm going to continue to go and say, fear not for, for I am with you. Fear not. I know who got my back. If don't nobody got my back, I know God got my back. And that's who matters the most, right? I can walk in this room or I can do this speech or I can do this podcast. I can write this blog. I can start this consulting company because if this is what God created me to do, walking in it is going to be what he already carved out. So I'm just walking in his path that he already had for us, right? You're just walking in and saying, okay, let me just take the next step. And oh, I feel this way. I'm going to push through because God didn't give me the spirit of fear. So obviously something is trying to oppose me and stop me from walking in because the impact that you're going to make by doing it. So do it anyway, feel the fear, do it anyway, as Kashira says, you know what I'm saying? Um, do it afraid, as Joyce Meyer says, get that book, but fear not. And so that's what I wanted to say to you guys. Like, fear not, continue to push through. If we can get through 2020, we can literally trust that God's going to get us through whatever the next thing is, get us through that business, get us through this career jump, get us through whatever we're doing in our relationships because we know He has our back. And that's the bottom line, is what I'm trying to say right now. If you know God has your back, then nothing, nothing should bother us. We can go in with the faith of babes, right? Like I am working in my job on an um, entrepreneurship program for kids. And when I tell you these kids, their fear is gone. Like they're like, this is my business. This is what I do. This is what I'm trying to do. And they just go in it. When I think about how we're able to take lessons from them to just say, they haven't even figured out to have this fearful spirit of rejection or abandonment or fear of trying to be perfect and all of that. 
They just do. And I feel like that's what we need to start doing, especially if you're struggling in this area of fear and anxiety. You know what I mean? Understand who your God is, understand who your father is and continue to thank him, continue to go in your word and find verses that will give life to you, speak life instead of fear. You know what I mean? Find one verse, guys, if it's one verse and all you have to do is say, um, Psalms 56.3, when I am afraid, I will put my trust in you. When I'm afraid, I will put my trust in you. When I'm afraid, you know, like you'll start to see a difference because you're shooting down any thoughts that the enemy's trying to come with you about. And so, um, yes, this is just off the cuff. I just felt the urge and the push to just share this with you right now. And so um, I hope you've enjoyed it. Please let me know what your word for 2021 is. Feel free to share this if you feel led to share it. Um, feel free to comment, anything like that. But I just wanted to make sure that I shared this with you. So we will go into 2021 not fearing, fearing, not trusting more in God, having faith of a mustard seed and forging on. So I love you guys. Thank you so much for listening. And um, yeah, fear not, guys. Fear not. Are you trying to figure out life? goals, God, and everything in between? Well, guess what? You're not the only one. My name's Michelle Nicole, and I'm the founder of God Distracted. And on this podcast, we're going to talk about how you can minimize your distractions and get more God Distracted. Let's talk about the areas of business, life, love, God, and how they all intertwine to make us who we are. So if this is something you're interested in, make sure to tune in. Talk to you soon.